0: Come and worship at a pleasant place Come and be blessed before the Lord Come and worship at a pleasant place Come and be blessed before the Lord Bishop Gideon T.T.O. Fair Anointed by God to take the gospel to the marketplace. A pastor without walls. Bringing leaders from the world to the church. And developing leaders from the church to the world. And now, here is Bishop T.T. O'Fair with a pleasant word. Lord, let your servants speak your word undiluted and unadulterated without fear or favor. And let the hearts of your people be prepared. your word we thank you let any enemy of this gathering be binded and be bound in the name of jesus we we submit to your ways lord we say have your way spirit of god have your way anointing of god have your way presence of god have your way in jesus name amen we've been doing the wisdom series and then we are looking at the seven types of wisdom necessary for greatness and success in life so far we have looked at two we have looked at conscience the moral wisdom and then we have looked at maturity behavioral wisdom this morning we want to look at two this morning we are looking at talent talent the innate wisdom the innate wisdom the innate wisdom the innate wisdom talent the innate wisdom a man Okay, if the Bible you have is your own Bible, you will find Deuteronomy 8.18. And I'll be reading from the NIV. Deuteronomy 8.18. And I'll be reading from the NIV quickly. But remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the ability. Underline the word ability. Who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Wealth means great amount of money and property. Okay. But remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to produce great amount of money and properties. And so confirms his covenant which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. Amen. A key word here. the word ability remember the lord thy god for it is he who gives you the ability to do what to produce wealth amen now every believer has two types of abilities okay the believer has natural abilities which we call talent and then the believer also has what we call the supernatural abilities which we call spiritual gifts okay The day you were born, now every human being, every human being, before you were born, God placed in you some natural abilities we call talent. And then when you got born again, he placed in you some supernatural abilities called spiritual gifts. You understand? Now, but in this particular context, the Bible is talking about this particular ability produces wealth supernatural abilities is not for the production of wealth okay it is to exalt Christ Jesus evangelize the lost and edify the saved. so as I'm here right now speaking to you I am ministering on my supernatural gifts there are about 20 supernatural gifts the gift of teaching I have the gift of teaching and the gift of pastoring so that's why I teach you and I pastor you okay Others may have the gift of miracles, so they will heal the sick. Some people may have the gift of prophecy, or maybe even be called into the office of the prophet, and so they will prophesy. They will see everything about you and prophesy. You understand? Some people may have the gift of word of wisdom. Some people may have the gift of word of knowledge. About 20 spiritual gifts. And all of us, you are, once you are born again, how many born again people are here? Okay, so once you are born again, you have one, two, three, or even four or five of the gifts. You may even have ten. But apart from the spiritual gifts you get, when you get born again, the day you were naturally born by your biological parents, you came to this world with, with a gift from God. It's called talent. A natural ability to be able to produce wealth. So in fact, god didn't create anybody to be poor god gave all of us the abilities to produce wealth this we call the innate wisdom your natural flair to do something well are you here with me Your natural ability to do something well. And I'm going to show you a few things from the scriptures. That all of us here can operate at the level of innate wisdom. We all have innate wisdom. The natural ability to do something and do it well. I have three types of innate wisdom. The ability to think. The ability to write. And the ability to speak. So I do thinking. And I do speaking. Speaking. And then I do writing. And I live on this. Are you understanding me? And that's why I have a university. And that's why I teach. And that's why I'm a motivational speaker. And that's why I write books. So I live on that. Some people may have what we call intellectual talent. They are medical doctors. They are accountants. They are teachers. They are nurses. They have the mental capabilities to be able to sit in the classroom and absorb things with their minds and begin to use them. Some people have sporting talents. God gave them sporting talents. And that's why you see people like Mercy who are not born by great people and by rich people. But God gave them this natural ability. You see Mercy moving his legs, and beating people. And you wonder, what? where did he learn it from? You see, over here in Africa, we we'll would have said, ah, we'll said this is Juju. When we were growing up, they used to tell him about Jose Kofi, who used to play for Asante Kotoko. You know, and this guy was so good. And they used to, I hear when he finishes playing football, they used to go and remove his boot to see whether he has something on his leg. Because people used to say that, ah, this man has rings on his toes. We can challenge. Because the way he's dribbling, It's a natural flair from the Lord Are you understanding What I'm talking about There are people who have what we call Catering talents When they are into hotels And um, into cooking And taking care of people When you see these people Cooking I mean all manner of foods They can cook it They grow up Cooking You know Right from the time they were young at home, they want to cook. If you sometimes, you see, when children are playing, they alone will say, okay, I'm going to cook. I'm the mother, and I'm going to cook. They have these natural abilities to cook. In the church, we call it matter ministry. I went to a church in Brown-Halford to preach, and the pastor's wife was such a good cook, cooking for me and my team. And then she came once and I said, oh, my dear, you was such a good cook. You said, me, dear, how? For me, I have matter ministry. When people, people's, um, lose relatives in this church i just go and cook for them in the whole funeral i can cook for them i said this one it's not matter ministry this one okay once you are cooking for me as a man of god is a matter ministry but it's a natural ability to make wealth set up a restaurant cook for people and make money are you understanding me so your natural friend god gave you is for the production of wealth and that's why you don't have to be poor. In fact, the reason why God gave you a natural ability is so that you can solve the problem of somebody and you can be rewarded for the problems you solve. Some people have the natural flair to be fashion designers. I know a pastor friend whose wife didn't go to any fashion school but can sew beautifully. Oh, the clothes she wears, she sews them herself. And she has this natural flair to do it. Are you understanding me? Some people have the natural flair to art. Look at Ejaku. It doesn't matter whether you, you like his style of story or not. He has a, a group of people. He has identified a particular market. That he feels that these people, they will like my film. So he's a very rich guy from nowhere. But the guy is using his flair. He has identified a particular market. Are you understand what I'm talking about? So you can sit down there and become critical of other people who have discovered their talents and they are using it, and you are there. You have not discovered anything. You are not making any contribution to your generation. You are not operating at the level of your innate wisdom. Amen. I'm telling you that nobody is supposed to be poor. God created you. In fact, you don't need your uncle or your brother, or you don't need, to, you don't need your church to be rich All you have to do is to go inside you, deep, deep, deep inside you. God gave you a natural flair to produce wealth. Just believe in it, develop yourself, and you'll be fine. It's inside you. You know that people would merchandise talent, how to sell. Look at these boys by the roadside when they're selling. You wonder who will buy these things. But they sell every day. I know somebody who started selling cassettes, moved on to sell CDs, and then opened the shop, started selling it inside. So we began to now produce the singers whose CDs he was selling. And now the person has radio stations and TV stations. His natural ability to sell things to people, identify the needs of people, what they need, and then get it for them and sell it. They are called entrepreneurs. They are called petty traders. It doesn't matter. Some people may be, may be able to develop themselves to the highest level and become entrepreneurs. Some might not. Some will still remain petty traders by yourself. wholesale. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? And so you have to go deep inside you and you will discover this special ability, special gift, special flair to be able to do something and do it. You don't have to depend on anybody. You see, the, God did not create you to depend on anybody. Our culture has created this dependency syndrome, you know, where you want some uncle to help you, you want some cousin to help you, where you even decide to come to church and your mind is that if I enter into this church, they will help me. So you enter into the church with this dependency syndrome mentality. You see, when people help you, it's not like you helping yourself. Several years ago when I was pastoring a church in Ndoko, we are a group of pastors. And they were all waiting for the church to help us go to school. And the church was not ready. And everybody was waiting. I decided to go to school myself. I finished school. I have set up an university. I'm using the knowledge I gained through studies to achieve a lot of things for myself. Can you believe that some of these pastors are still waiting for the church to help them? You don't need your husband to set you up in business. You have the flair. You can start it yourself. Do you know that marriage is not a natural ability? <laughs> do you know there are women who think that they, their, their work is to, is to marry? Me, in church, I don't want any woman to be a full-time wife. Are you understanding me? Because you will not contribute to your generation. I believe that one of the greatest things you can ever do is to ensure that whatever God put in you, you leave it here on earth for others to benefit from. Can you imagine 100 years from now, how Nelson Mandela will be remembered? 100 years from now, when we are no longer here, see, but 100 years from now, people will still remember Nelson Mandela. 200 years, they will still remember Nelson Mandela. I, I listen to young politicians on radio talking about Kwame Nkrumah. I see if when Kwame Nkrumah was president, they were in Ghana. They were not born. But they talk about the man's capabilities, the man's vision. Because these were people that used what God gave them to serve humanity, to contribute to the development of humanity. Are you understand what I'm talking about? You see, Paloma, where we meet now, is another Paloma in circle. You understand? And because we meet here, there will be more Palomas because that's anointing of God upon us. But you, you know, you know something? The person runs hotels because that's the person's natural flair. His natural abilities. You see, people, successful people, they don't do things first and foremost because of money. But they do things first and foremost because they feel this is what I want to do. This is my flair. And then as they begin to do it and do it well, money follows. You understand? I also have the natural, natural flair to run businesses. But you know that the only business that excites me so much is, is running schools. We are just starting this September, the Temple Christian College. the National Christian Secondary School for young people. Then I'll start the temple technical institute, then the temple vocational institute, and then because that is what excites me, that is what God created me to do, that is what I have the flair to do. It I do it with ease so much ease that sometimes I think, "Ah, Am I not rushing? But the end of the day, I see it happening because it's so easy for me to do it. Why? Because of the flair, the natural ability. Amen. Now, let me let me show you, let me read a scripture to you. Um, Ezra chapter. 28 verse 1 to 3. Exodus 28 verse 1 to still Self-reading from the NIV. He said, Have Aaron, your brother, brought to you from among the Israelites, along with his sons, Nadab and Abihu, Eliza, and Ithamar, so that they serve me as priests. Now see here. here, verse 2. Make sacred garments for your brother Aaron to give him dignity and honor. Tell all the skilled who... Tell all the skilled men to whom I have given wisdom in such matters that they are to make garments for Aaron for his consecration so that he may serve me as priest. Now hear this. God looking for designers, tailors to sew the garments of Aaron. He described them. He says that He says, tell all the skilled men to whom I have given wisdom in such matters. Wisdom in what matters? Wisdom in the matters of sewing clothes. Fashion. So God refers to your tailor as having wisdom to sew your clothes. So you see all of us here. You see my suit I'm wearing is the wisdom, the innate wisdom of somebody I use money to buy. My shirt is the innate wisdom of somebody I use money to buy. My bota is the innate wisdom of somebody I use money to buy. My rings, innate wisdom of somebody I use money. My shoes, innate wisdom of somebody I use money to buy. When you spend money on people's innate wisdom and nobody spends money on your innate wisdom, you become poor. And that's the reason why Ghana we are poor and Africa we are poor. You see, some of you are using iPad. iPad is the innate wisdom of somebody in America. And as you buy iPad, you are contributing to the economy of America. Some of you watch Facebook as you spend money advertising. The more you are watching Facebook, Facebook can now tell people 70 million people visit Facebook every day and so companies will advertise for them and they give money to them. Facebook is somebody's innate wisdom. Are you listening what I'm talking about? The cars we see here, people's innate wisdom. And surprisingly we in Ghana spend more money on people's innate wisdom than people spend money on our innate wisdom. Because, because we don't believe that we have the natural flair. We don't believe even our school system is not structured to help us discover it. In fact the purpose of the JSS system was to help people discover their natural abilities. So by the time you are finishing JSS you can make up your mind I want to be a carpenter I want to be a shoeshine boy. I want to be a medical doctor. I want to be a driver. I want to be a mechanic. You can make that decision from there. But people finish JSS and they cannot even do kitchen stool. Amen. The fourth wisdom I want to share with you is called imitation. Everybody say imitation. 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 Okay, imitation is transferred wisdom. Imitation is transferred wisdom. Imitation is transferred wisdom. Do you know that wisdom can be learned? Okay, now Proverbs 13 and the verse 20. Proverbs 13 and the verse 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So, so, so when you walk with a wise person, you can imitate the wise behavior of a wise person and you can become wise. You understand? That's why you must choose the kind of people you associate with and the kind of people you move with. Because wisdom can be learned. Amen. Do you know that Like as you come here and I share with you, and I share the word of God with you, and you look at my behavior, and you can imitate me and begin to do things I do. So imagine I'm a foolish pastor. You will learn foolish things. I guess I have some amount of wisdom which you are learning from, which is helping you. Okay? So you work with wise people, you learn from them. You learn from them. Wisdom can be copied. Wisdom can be learned. Wisdom can be imitated. And that's why it's not everybody who can be your friend. And that is why it's not every company you can find yourself in. Because the Bible says a bad company corrupts good character. It's not everybody who can be your friend. Amen? Amen? It's not everything you must listen to. It's not every group you must associate with. You must choose because the purpose of friendship is to learn something and if for a friend you cannot learn anything from then why be a friend to that person the cheapest and the most easiest way to become wise is through imitation in a corporate world they call it benchmarking <laughs> they call it best practices one company sees that this particular company has used a set of principles and things are happening for them They benchmark them. They look at it and say, let's also repeat the same thing. And it will work. To think that somebody used a principle and it worked for the person, and you, you you, I don't want to copy him. I don't want to, I don't want your pride and arrogance will not let you humble yourself and use somebody's wise principles to advance yourself. Or somebody is marrying the wife or the husband in a particular way, and they are getting results. The person is your friend, and then you go there. And the person has a very peaceful marriage, oh, and you don't have. Now you go to the person, the person is serving their husband, and you are seeing a wise behavior. And hey, I go, yeah, I can't do these things, oh, me, I can't do these things. If Kwame will leave me, he should leave me. If Kwame leaves you, you won't get anybody oh, because you are not wise. Somebody is using the principle and is working for the person, and you are seeing it, and your arrogance will not allow you to copy it. Or oh, you have uh, you see your friend is enjoying his marriage, and then you go to your friend, you see the way the friend, your friend is treating the wife and respecting the wife. Say, Charlie, maybe, uh, I won't sit down for a woman to rule me like this. So, so why are you going? I'm going to buy uh, ice cream for my wife. I you're the fool. You buy ice cream for your mother before? <laughs> but you see, the person's marriage is working. And these are the principles the person is using. It's only pride and arrogance. That will not let you copy a principle. That will not let you imitate a wise behavior. Amen. You know, sometimes you... I I meet a few friends who are doing well. They'll begin to sit down, begin to chat, begin to talk. And I pick points. I ask questions. In fact, there's one... Great man of God in this country who is doing so well. And I was speaking to one of his associate pastors who travels a lot with a man. I was saying, What is the secret of this man's success? You know what he told me? He said, The man learns a lot from people who are making it. And how? He says, When you travel with the man, the man doesn't talk, to he asks questions. They've gone, for instance, they travel to um, a, a particular country and this pastor has this mega church and mega branches. And instead of he also trying to Tell me, we need to have a big church in Ghana, and we are doing well. He will not even talk about his church. So, so, how did you do this? And while the person is talking, he's writing it down. And he said, the time we we get to Ghana, and the man begins to implement those ideas and those strategies. He said, that's why the man is getting results. He said, when you get into the man's bedroom, books, and the sort of things the man reads. You see, he's imitating people's wisdom. He's copying people's wisdom, and he's using it, and he's working. Even Jesus, even, though the Bible admonishes us to learn and copy people's wisdom. Proverbs 6, Proverbs 6, from the verse 6 to 8. Proverbs 6, from the verse 6 to 8. Proverbs 6, from the verse 6 to 8. Can I read it right now? Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider it ways, and be wise. It has no command that. No overseer or ruler, yet stores his provisions in summer and gathers his food at harvest. Can you imagine? The Bible says, go to the ant. Observe the wise behavior of the ant and do it. Even animals, the Bible says, we should observe their wise behaviors and imitate. How much more human beings who are getting results. You know, sometimes when people who are arrogant, they see other people's whose success... Reminds them of their failures. You know what they do? They attack the people. Oh. Chai, we, we. <laughs> and what you criticize will never come to you. You see, you know, some people's success reminds you of your failures. And when you get to that point, you don't have a winning attitude, you have the losers' attitude. Okay? You have the loser's attitude. I have one friend. We grew up together. Oh my God. We grew up together. He's Brother Joe Lamte. And when we were growing up, Brother Joe Lamte was better than my, my, myself. He was coming from a better family. Now he's in London. He's thinking of our uh, music department in London, our church in London. We grew up together and then suddenly, boom, I just went past Joe Lamte. Do you know Joe Lamptey celebrates me like something. Everywhere I go, People say, hey, your friend Joe was here, Charlie. The guy loves you the way the guy talks about you. And you know, the amazing thing is that Joe comes around me, begins to study what I'm doing, begins to do it. You understand? And the guy celebrates, because he has a winning attitude. But sometimes you see your friend, somebody you taught at school. Examination is you who helps the person. You Understand, and then suddenly you see the person riding in some four wheel, and you are standing by the, by the roadside waiting for a trot, not even taxi. Then you see the person, and the person gives you lift. Oh, I can see the person takes you to a restaurant, and then you eat. While you are eating and you are smiling and laughing, you're, you're in your mind, where are they at? Then <laughs> me alone, why? <laughs> you understand. And then you are envious of the person, and then you are angry because somebody is successful and you just cannot stand it. Instead of asking the person, Charlie, where did you pass? What happened? In fact, one of the pastors who used to pastor us when we had in the in the 80s, our church was a very hyper-spiritual church. Hey, people stopped school. People in in university, final year, they stopped school to pastor. Hey, because we were so hyper-spiritual, we were so heavily minded that we became utterly useless. So these guys traveled out to um, UK. They've been there. All the opportunities in the UK to go to school, they did not go. All the opportunities, and now they're down on them. And one of them had that challenge. Do you remember Yofi? That Franklin's boy, Yofi, some small boy, and I know sorry, no. I hear that boy is making a break. Then they will go to Facebook. They'll see me. They'll go on the net. They'll see the mistakes I've made. People praising me, people insulting me. They'll see all those on the net. So this guy came all the way from the UK. He said, I came down to ask you one question. What did you do right? Because I need to learn from you. And there was a person who laid on me, preached to me before. He just wanted to see what I did right. We were all raised in the same church. We all had the same set of principles. We believed the same things. And we applied the same things. So why are you different from us? I want to learn. I was humbled by his request. So please, take away and put away this sort of um, inferiority complex that is making you compete with everybody. Most angry men are not angry because you offended them all. They are angry because of competition. They are angry because of disappointments. They are in this world. <laughs> your husband comes from time, he's angry. Honey, your food is ready. Don't worry me, yo. Don't worry me. All of you are the bad people. That's why <laughs> in my life, that's why I'm suffering like that. And you wonder why? Your husband just met a friend who has succeeded. And that, that thing is reminding me of his failures. And so he's angry. Are you understanding me? Yes. Do you know there are some people who cannot just stand what God has made out of me? Because these are people who felt that they pastored me. They, they knew me from Adabraka. And if God wanted to even raise somebody, at all, it should have been them, not me. See, you don't fight a winning strategy. Learn from it. Are you understanding me? So go back home today. Understand that wisdom can be learned. And it's so cheap to learn it. Make a friend with somebody who is applying wise principles. And learn from the person. Associate with somebody who is wise. And learn from the person. If you are struggling to make your marriage right, look for somebody whose marriage is successful. And learn from the person. Let the person become your friend. If you are struggling to become a successful business person, look for somebody who is successful in business and associate with the person. How you understand what I'm talking about? I was speaking to one staunch believer who is an elder in one of the fast-growing churches in Ghana. And he said his mentor was from another religion, He's not sort a of Christian. And I was wondering, why? Why should your mentor be an unbeliever? But as I kept growing up, I began to understand that they are even unbelieving. Even when unbelievers use wise principles, they become successful. And I sat down. When I was criticizing the man in my, in my mind, the Lord said to me, hey, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. The professors who taught you at um, master's level, when you were doing your master's, were they all believers? Some of them were even a But you still learned from them. Do you know that the world learns more from the church than the church learns from the world? So please live here go out there look for somebody who is doing well and associate with the person and the Lord will bless you thank you, may the word of the Lord have the desired impact in your life in the name of Jesus I make a decree and I prophesy upon you that these words are spoken here they are life and they will bring life into your life they will change your life we're grateful for tuning in to the Pleasant Word Broadcast with Bishop Gideon Tito Fair Brought to you by The Pleasant Place The Church with Pleasant People Dial 0264-133-333 0264-133